Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. Today's episode is a little different than our regular content. Uh, I've wanted to make some sort of episode for Hades that was different since it was such a great game for me personally. So I'm excited to give you all my review slash rough description of the game. I want people to play the game, which is my goal in this. So I'll start with the review with nothing that could be spoilers at all and let you know when talk of spoilers happens. If you enjoyed the episode, let me know through our Instagram or my Twitter or our Twitter. And with that being said, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I feel like with a game like this, it's important to highlight Supergiant's history and treatment of developers before getting into the game itself. Before Hades, Supergiant made critically acclaimed hits with every single title. Bastion, Pyre, and Transistor were all super fun games with original story and or gameplay concepts, all of which I heavily recommend. Each game improved on the flaws of the previous, which made me even more excited for Hades. Knowing how capable this company was, I wasn't surprised when I started seeing how well-received it was. Scores like 9 out of 10s, 10 out of 10s, really well-received. But my favorite thing about Supergiant is the way they treat their developers. Over the past two years, I can't couldn't stop hearing about games like The Last of Us 2, Cyberpunk 2077, where developers were put for months of long hours of tedious work and looked like there was no end. However, Hades showed me that there's definitely a quality that comes from developers who aren't overworked, who take their time, and who get things like unlimited time off, which their manager says gives them an invisible pressure to work, a required 20 days off per year, no emails on weekends, only having extra work if the employees have something they want to put the extra work towards, and so much more. Supergiant treats their developers like actual people who want to make games instead of game-making machines or company assets, which I feel is something that should be highlighted, especially considering the quality of this game. Alright, let's get into the game itself. Hades is a beautiful, fast-paced roguelite with an accessible difficulty curve. If you've played a Supergiant game, you know how pretty their games look and what I mean by beautiful. Hades is no exception, which with each zone's color and theme adding to the overall experience, and not to mention the artwork for each individual character. If you don't know what a roguelike is, simply put, it's a game where you have one life to get from the start of the game to the end. The game gets progressively harder, but you also unlock abilities during your attempt that help you deal with those obstacles. The game over brings you right back to the start, and levels are mostly randomized, so every run is unique. And by run, I'll be referring to each of your attempts in the game. So Hades switches up the formula on regular roguelites by expanding the story every time you die and allowing you to upgrade yourself through resources you've collected during your runs. You return to the House of Hades every time you die, where you interact with most of the game's characters, uh, with new interactions every, basically every time you get brought back. While most roguelites run on the idea that you, the player, gets better after each run, Hades also allows your character to get better. However, even with your character leveling up through uh, resources that you collect during your runs, it'll still be challenging to beat for some people, uh, even if they've gotten most of the upgrades. If you find yourself struggling in the game, luckily it isn't just like a get good, like a Dark Souls game. You actually have options, which there's no shame in turning on, like God Mode in the settings, which make the game easier, similar to the Golden Tunuki Suit in Mario 3D World or Chicken Hat in Metal Gear Solid 5. There's no shame to make the game a little easier itself, especially if this is your first game. However, if this game is too much of a baby game for you, well, you get a heat, ga heat gauge later in the game that allows you to increase the difficulty by either upgrading bosses, powering up enemies, or taking away your upgrades. The game becomes super replayable because of this. 
Each run has four areas that are entirely unique with enemies, bosses, and traps. However, after beating your first two to three runs, it can start to feel repetitive even with different weapons and playstyles, which is where that heat comes in. I found myself finding a lot of appeal in the mastery of the game. Um, grinding out runs over and over so I personally could get better by uh, getting more upgrades, diving back in to get a better time or a higher heat. The game rewards you with more resources when you make it harder on yourself, so you're encouraged to keep trying to get better and better at the game. Hades with its gameplay alone, with all of that being said, I would say is on par with most amazing roguelites, even better than some. Um, yet it's not the only thing that it has going for it. If you've played a super giant game, you know that composer Darren Korb really puts his work in for every game. Every super giant game is, sounds beautiful, and this is no exception. Um, there's there's two different uh, types of moments in the game where you'll get music either in gameplay moments so as you're playing the game, but there'll also be story related music. And to show you an example of this gameplay related music, uh, here is Out of Tartarus, the music that plays in some of the combat when you're in the game's second zone, Tartarus. And if that's not enough, there's also story moments in the game which all have their unique little music to them too. One of my favorites is uh, Orpheus, uh, The Lament of Orpheus, which is a song that uh, one of the characters, Orpheus, sings when you first get to see him sing. It sounds a little like this. And not not the only song. There are some I want to personally save for if you decide to play the game. The the music that plays in the final boss as well as the higher heat version of the final boss are both extremely good songs for boss battle music. And uh, In the Blood, the song that plays in the credits scene of the game is fantastic and definitely my favorite out of the whole series. Now, onto the story. You are Zagreus, son to Hades, god of the underworld. So you're the prince of the underworld. Your mom left when you were a baby, and you were left to be raised by the dick that is Hades and his underworld cohort, Nyx, basically god of the night. You want to meet your mom, but she's on the surface, so you have to do what's rarely ever been done before, escape hell. And Hades, your dad, is very much against that and stands in your way, getting all the souls of hell to try to stop you, including some of those that Zagreus was raised with, uh, like your dog, Cerberus, the three-headed hound. But luckily, you're not alone. Through Nyx's help, the Olympian gods hear of your journey and your plight to the surface and offer boons to, hate, to aid you. These serve as the upgrades in the game. Between each run and uh, sometimes during the runs, you learn more about Zagreus' upbringing, who your mom really is, and get to meet the lovable cast of the underworld overall. That's the basic plot summary, and I can say that the story journey it leads to is very worth it. So now we'll dive into that, so spoilers ahead, finally. Every time Zagreus gets answers in his journey, it only leads to more questions. He learns about his mom through brief messages from gods like Zeus and Demeter, but he can't fill in the whole picture. 
Finally, as you're about to escape your first run, feeling the cold air of the surface, one last foe stands to stop you. The final boss of the game, Hades himself. Zagri has to fight his dad to get to his mom. And he'll probably beat you a few times. He is a very challenging boss. And you, the player, and Zagreus, the character, will both get mad at him being that last obstacle to this key story moment. Um, every time Hades kills you, you get to have these interactions with the side characters back uh, at the house of Hades, where sometimes he'll brag to those who he trusts, and sometimes he'll just deflect it with other people. Every major story beat is like this, and everyone in the house of Hades will react to what is going on during your runs. Dialogue between side characters reflects what's happened recently in the main story, so the world feels very real and genuine. Um, then you finally beat Hades, and you meet your mom, and you get to talk to her, Persephone, goddess of verdure, spring. You only discover that Zagreus can only stay on the surface for so long before he dies and is brought back to the underworld. His questions only grow more. He can't. He doesn't get to have all of them answered since he's brought back so early, and it doesn't help that Hades just doesn't answer them. So, more fights with Dad. The resolution of the game is fantastic. Your dad finally realizes that the mistakes he's making in not letting you see uh, Persephone and just lets you pass. You get to meet her just as she decides after a few conversations that she's finally going to come home. And you make your way back down to the house through the River Styx. Uh, the song In the Blood plays at the perfect time. And you finally arrive through the credit scene at the house where Persephone, Hades, and Zagreus have a conversation coming to terms with what home life will look like and the main story comes to a close. It's a beautiful way it plays out and the grind that it takes you to get there only adds to it because of how much work you have to do to get that ending. Now that I've said what Hades is, maybe you can see some of the reasons why I love it so much. The gameplay ties into the story so well since they're really just both part of one another. As Zagreus gets better in the world he's in, you get better at the game yourself, and the game rewards you more and more with the story as you keep hitting your personal achievements. You earn story, it isn't really handed to you like it is in many other story games. Um, you have to fight to continue getting the information, just like how Zagreus is fighting to get the information that he needs. Um, there's also a lot to do after the story. Um, there's a secondar secondary main story that kind of follow ties into the reasons why Hades didn't want to let you meet your mother. Um, there's also uh, side character stories, which are all amazing. My favorite is between uh, Achilles and Patroclus. Uh, and then you can always, of course, play to get better uh, with higher heats and times and mastering each of the weapons and their alternate forms, which each bring their own gameplay variations. If you made it this far and you still haven't played Hades, I really think you should consider it. Even with the story spoiled, experiencing it yourself will still be completely different just because of the performances done uh, throughout the game. Uh, not to mention the gameplay itself is a stellar for a roguelike, and you'll be supporting a really, really good company with a lot of good policies for its employees. Give it a try and I'm sure you'll love it, or at least appreciate it, and send a few dollars towards a company that deserves it. This game is in my top 10 list of all time, solid 10 out of 10 for me. Really hope you consider giving it a try.